0: Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Counting down to our 100 podcast. Down to our we world. are. That's
1: right. <laughs>
2: Hey, everybody. Uh, Hello again. Welcome to the Pot Man Up podcast. Uh, We're not pastors, we're regular guys. We're coming to you from Sugarland Baptist Church in Sugarland, Texas, just outside of Houston. Uh, With me are our regular um, panelists. Um, I'm serving as host while we await our director, Bill Cox, to recuperate from surgery. We hope to have him back sometime in the next few weeks. Certainly. Before podcast, uh, the big centennial, uh, podcast 100, which we were just mentioning. With me are corporate trainer, Robert Koshu, our prosecutor, Michael Cropper, and our deacon, Kyle Trahan. And we are starting a new study this week. Uh, We're studying the Gospel of John. The Gospel that is not... Part considered a synoptic gospel, gospel that exists somewhat apart uh, from the uh, first three that were written earlier, uh, Mark, Matthew, and Luke. Uh, The study we are working with is Grace and Truth, part of the Connect360 series from Baptist Way Press. It is available from Baptist Way Press on their website or from Amazon, both in print and Kindle. Uh, so certainly uh, see about getting that. But if not, don't worry. We'll uh, we'll talk about each. We go off the script anyway. Uh, and we do uh, talk about the text and talk about uh, what this lesson is all about. And this is the first lesson. And it really begins with John. Chapter 1 uh, verses 1 through 18. And the beginning is one of the many things that set this Uh, gospel apart from the other three. There is no nativity story, at least a no classic nativity story. Mark, of course, doesn't have it, but uh, Matthew, we get uh, the Annunciation and we get uh, the visit of the Magi. Luke, of course, gives us uh, really the classic uh, Christmas passages. uh, Glory to God in the highest, peace peace to people on earth. John starts differently, but uh, I'm going to go to Robert. Robert always. Oh, he nonetheless. He he likes this passage as his <laughs> Christmas passage anyway. Uh, so
3: let's let's start. Um, uh, do we want to read first, or do you want to talk about let th- me, some let me, background? Let's get some background to John. Okay. So and and Steve's right. He joked uh, that that. By the way,
1: which which John is this? John John, 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 John the Apostle. John, John yes. the I Apostle. Mean, one, one of the two sons. One of the two sons of Zebedee. Okay. That, that is the youngest. And, okay. The, okay. and the and the
3: Apostle who died of natural causes we believe right. compared yes. to all the other mm-hmm. apostles. Mm-hmm. All the other apostles were martyred. Um, the tradition is that John actually died of natural causes. The only okay. one who did. Um, so, and, and Steve's right. This is like, everybody gives me a hard time because everybody's like, what's your favorite Christmas passage? John 1. <laughs> you know, And I'm like, because yeah, it is. And, and we'll talk about why but I, I kind of want to set it up. So Steve alluded to this being different than the other three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the three what they're, they're called the Synoptics, they parallel each other quite nicely. You can actually lay them side by side and see quite a bit about them running over. And the general theory is that Mark's was written first, and Ma- Matthew and Luke used it and built upon it. There's also another theory that there was a unknown source to us called Q at this point that was used by all three of them. So it just kind of mm-hmm. depends on where you fall in that camp. John was probably written last, no earlier than 50 and no later than 80, 50, 85. And really, really? Was, but yeah, I've heard it one one of late the late as 90. Eight, 90 but, yeah, um, 85, kind of the latest, mm-hmm. that some of the things mm-hmm. that I've seen. Um, but it's really, it was written almost as a supplement. It gives us a lot of things that we don't get anywhere else. John gives us all the I am statements from Jesus, where Jesus says, I am the door, I am the vine, I am the bread of life. All of those actually come from the Gospel of John. John is actually the Gospel that lets us date Jesus' ministry to three years, because he's the only one that covers the early Passover, because he at, when he went to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. We, we always talk about when Jesus... He, we we've talked about it multiple times in our study because we talk about men with righteous anger and so we talk about when Jesus goes to the temple there's actually two times he did that John is the one that has the early one mm-hmm. in it so he allows us to date Jesus's ministry to definitively three Passovers right. and that's, that's something I always I always I always thought just
2: John bounced around I, I did not realize yeah. you can sense it that that there was
3: he did it a couple of years. Before he does it yeah. again at, during during the holy, Week, yeah. during what we've come so to know was holy. Week. He he and a lot of speculation is that John used this, and he didn't write about the Galilean ministry mm-hmm. because he felt that Matthew, Mark, and Luke yeah, those guys covered, covered that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. need to touch it. And has has mm-hmm. Mike referred to this is John the Apostle? There's some scholars related to John, another John, John the Elder, um, mm-hmm. also lived in Ephesus mm-hmm. at the same time that. John the Apostle did. Um, However, all the church fathers from Irenaeus on down actually date and list John the Apostle as the author. Um, The other way you can tell there are a lot of similarities between this John and 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and then the Revelation, which was also written by John. So this kind of gives us. So the last thing I'm going to drop and I'm going to kick pun it over to Mike is one of the New Testament books that I read. I was reading, I did a little research this week on it. Mark is the gospel of Jesus' redemptive activity. Mm -hmm. Matthew Mm -hmm. is the gospel of the Messiah and the new people of God. Luke is the gospel of historical certainty. And John is the gospel of believing in Jesus for eternal life. And so I thought that really, I read that and I went, oh, Mm that so ties into grace and truth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, which is the overall theme of this Connect 360, grace and truth with study of John. So I saw that, and I was like, i got to share that, because that was just really good.
1: It's very good. Yeah, just a few comments. You covered what uh, pretty much I had uh, <clears throat> looked up. I had looked up some interesting stuff on on the difference that John, John's gospel is compared to the other three, and Robert has covered most of it. Uh, I will say this. Uh, Christian writers, as early as Origen, which is AD 185-254, understood that there are not really four gospels, right? There's really one gospel spoken in fourfold or a fourfold gospel it's really oh a that's, a, that's a really yeah, good that's point i like that yeah yeah that was um, <clears throat> he just made a comment and then the other comments that i want to point out as as robert has said uh, the first three gospels matthew mark and luke will reflect on jesus birth his baptism his temptation in the wilderness his confrontations with demons jesus teaching in parables the last supper his agony and Gethsemane. And his ascension, and John does not. You will not, when we cover John, we're going to go through, what, 13 lessons on John? Right. Uh, you won't find those in the, uh, the book of John, which we'll be looking at closely, because it's so interesting. Um, and as, as uh, I, uh, we'll stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and
3: I didn't mention it, but we talked about John being a supplement. I forgot this, so I'm going to throw it in super quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, as as Kyle said, the material covered in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I'll mm-hmm. go. There's a lot of parallels altogether. Mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle was like, very little of what is in John is in the other three gospels, and I actually saw the statistic: only eight percent of John's story of the gospel is in the other three. So it really is an, a supplement
1: and a real big movement forward. And, and one more, one more comment. For another comment. The book of Mark identifies Jesus as coming from Nazareth. Luke identifies Jesus as coming from Adam. And and of course, uh, Matthew shows that Jesus came from Abraham through David. And then of course, as Robert had mentioned, and Steve has mentioned also, John shows that Jesus came from heaven. But it, it's actually more profound than mm-hmm. that. We'll, we'll hear that in the, first, the very first scripture mm-hmm. he reads. So, Kyle.
3: Comments? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, <he was clears throat> I caught so him. He's
1: reading.
4: No, you know, it, it's such an interesting one. Um, you know, again, to me, I still feel like a, a, a baby reading these things. You know, that, you know, some of you guys have just, you've studied it most of your lives. You've heard it in different ways than, than I was brought up. You know, although I was brought up very religious, we always went to church. It was just a different way. And John is such a different, different way of, you know, the whole thing, than any of the others. That it, it really, I mean, starting where he does in this, uh, like you guys said, instead of the Christmas story, um, just brings an interesting perspective.
3: So. It goes through, yeah. So. We're John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, and I'm just going to preface this with this is literally my favorite scripture. <laughs> so, uh, the, the one or all of them? It? <laughs> pretty, it's kind of one, and then I kind of skip some in the middle and go to 14.
1: 14,
3: yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that, that
1: in
3: sense. the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things came into being through Him and without Him. Not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. The glory is of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This is he. This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was born before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only son, who is close to the father's heart, who has made him known.
1: <clears throat> All right, thank you. We have two Johns there. Let's just finish uh, yes. <laughs> yes. go. And,
2: and, and <laughs> some, say, some say he deliberately puts this up front to make it clear that
3: he's not. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that, you that,
1: that's true. <laughs> no, you, you got one. Uh, you read the scripture there, but uh, anyway, you got uh, John, who we call John the Baptist, came, mm-hmm. was born before Jesus. He's his cousin, <clears throat> right? And he's born mm-hmm. approximately, what, three, six months before Jesus. And the Word tells us that John, if if you go back to verse 15, John John knew exactly who Jesus was. He said, this was the person I was sent to speak of and to tell you about. He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. So going back to Scripture 1, John the Baptist knew Jesus was the Son of God. Now, we don't know if that's mm-hmm. revelation for the Holy Spirit. We don't know if his parents told him that. But I, I think the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit did, obviously. I think he knew who Jesus was and, and what his purpose was. And that's simply to prepare. And by the way, his purpose was what? Mm-hmm. To prepare the hearts of people so they would recognize Jesus when he did come. Mm-hmm. And the ones who didn't listen to John, didn't confess their sins and be baptized, didn't recognize Jesus. Right. I, yeah. I find this, this is where the rubber hits the road,
2: uh, where uh, John lays it all out. There are people who might tell you that, oh, it wasn't until about the third century that the church decided Jesus was the Messiah, that Jesus was the Son of God. This is as early as 85. Yeah. A.D. Well, some, and it's some, being some say fifty A.D. Yes, for this being day, spelled yeah. out and it's and it's certainly spelled out in the other Gospels, but here really, is it? It's being drilled down to its basic element. Jesus was God. Jesus was God and man at the same time. Yes. Um, now we're not studying. This is it's interesting because John also, John's letters address the whole. You could call it a controversy. The argument at the time, at the time, Gnosticism was brewing yeah, I was around. Say, I hate And, and, <laughs> and now, that's a, it's a it's a separate story. But John John's three letters, John's letters deal with that uh, and, and answering that. So it's it could be on the top of his mind as he's writing this because he's making it right up front clear. Uh, you know, let's go back before before David before Mo, Abraham. We're going we're going to be before creation mm-hmm. and Jesus existed and yeah. uh, and and there and that's that's really it. it's not it's not about a teacher he's not beginning a story about a wise man he's dealing he's telling the story of an incarnate God
1: yes I, I, I the, very interesting we thought so <laughs> And I always heard people talk about the appearances of God in the Old Testament Mm -hmm. once to Abraham Mm -hmm. uh, before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, and they have often referred to God when the Spirit of God appeared to Abraham as being Jesus. Well, I I didn't really accept Mm -hmm. that. I didn't really accept that, but then what you Mm -hmm. just said seems to bring it more to reality. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the representation of God. And he says that. He tells mm-hmm. his apostles, the people of the He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then when you put that together and you start thinking about it, okay, God created creation, but with him was Jesus because Jesus is part of God. God is Godhead: God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus is his representation incarnate, right? Which is what mm-hmm. you just said. So when we see God, more than likely it was Jesus. More than likely it was him incarnate. Uh,
3: in the. A, a, pre-incarnation, a pre-incarnation version. of pre-in- yes. incarnation Yes. I mean, I, yes. Yeah. Yes. A, pre- a pre-incarnation <laughs> yeah, um, of Christ. And the you know glowing and prop. The the thought is yes. that that too is with the furnace. In yes. the furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. you know who the, who, who the person that wrestled with Jacob.
1: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, you know, I, I can believe it more now mouth. when I've read this several mm-hmm. times.
3: Pardon? I can, close the mouth of the lion. Close lawn. the mouth and, of
1: the lions. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I can yeah. imagine that really being Jesus, but you're really seeing the incarnate of God, mm-hmm. God the Father. Right. It's, it's, yeah, um,
3: and, and, it, and it, it, it's it's an amazing thought, and and this is why this has always been mine. And I know Steve wants to talk about the concept of the logos mm-hmm. as we go through this,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but it, it's an amazing concept because this is one of the most unique things about Christianity. In all the other stories, you don't in all the other faiths, all the other religions, you don't see where a God. Little g takes on the form of a human being with none of his powers and none of his stuff with him and kind of Mm -hmm. lives around for 33 years or so. Mm -hmm. You know, in all the other stories, he comes down and kind of takes the Prince of Man and he uses his lightning and, you know, all the other stuff. Jesus was very clear that he had no power while he was here, he had to pray to the Father in heaven. To give him power. When he healed people, yes. you know, it wasn't you know anything like that. It was their faith and him praying that did mm-hmm. it. And so this is one of the most unique things of all to where, it, in my mind, it puts way more meaning on the phrase, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm-hmm. Um, the words there tend to lead upon, made his dwelling upon, upon us, became one of us. Is literally the translation that it, it's not this whole Gnostic theory where there's a physical body and a spirit and the two are separate completely and Jesus was spirit only and he had kind of a replica. No, <laughs> you know, and that's really what John was fighting at this was that. And and it, no, but it, he could die, yeah, <laughs> <No>. literally, <laughs> and, and, he exactly, yeah, and he did exactly. And he was d- tired and he got thirsty mm-hmm. and he got. Angry in the right ways. We discussed kind of the cleaning of the temple, yes. you know, the other things. He um, John has John also has tons of sarcasm in it, which is one of the things I love. <laughs> um, you know, it's, Sean Groves, um, son-in-law of our former pastor Phil Leinberger, used to joke about being gifted the gift of the spiritual gift of sarcasm, <laughs> and and Jesus has it in spades in John. You know, the whole gift, you know, they come up to him, and this, this story is not in John, but it's a great illustration of, of the sarcasm of Jesus. You know, he come, you know, the Pharisees want to trap him, and they come up to him. So, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? So, if he says, well, no, you should not pay taxes to Caesar, mm-hmm. then, oh, here come the Romans. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if he says, well, yes, you should pay taxes to Caesar, mm-hmm. you know, oh, see, he supports Rome. He's not a true follower of Jesus. So, he looks at the Pharisees and he goes, do you have a coin? Mm-hmm. And, and they go, well, yeah, and they give him one. And he kind of looks at it. And, 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 you know, I always joke about the Bible gives us sanitized versions of things. And I kind of picture of him getting the coin. He kind of looks at it and he kind of flips it over. And he kind of looks at it again. He looks at the guys and goes, so whose picture is on the coin? And he kind of holds it at him, And it's Caesar's. And the Pharisees are like the Pharisees are like the holy, holy eve, all this. That, carrying that coin to them was carrying an idol around. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah. who's picture? <laughs> you know, and then he ends it with pay, you know, pay to Caesar what's Caesar's you know. and pay to God's what's God. But it, it's one of those things where you see this in this gospel. And you see the human part of Jesus. And, and I think, if anything, in my mind, that leads so much credence to John, the apostle, son of Zebedee, being the author Because yeah, there's stuff in John that the only way you knew it is if you was hanging around Mm -hmm. with Jesus for three years and running around. So, well, that's
2: one of the things here. Uh, The idea of being a witness. Um, We uh, we're we're
4: uh, well, we're called to be like John Mm -hmm. the Baptist. Uh, in his proclamation of Jesus and the good news that he beholds and so you know in our quest to be like Jesus we're also supposed to be like John which is an interesting Uh twist did you find where they were? No,
3: that, <laughs> okay. that, I was looking okay, for well, it. Uh, that. Well, you that, good. that is an interesting twist um, because we're
1: called to preach the word. Robert, right? Robert, mm-hmm. uh, no,
2: here Robert, it is, in, in verse seven, oh, go ahead, go ahead. he came. Th- he speaks of John. He came as a witness. Uh, John did John, John the Baptist, mm-hmm. to testify to the light. And in in a way, John is extending that to um, the, his readers and the rest of us down through the millennia. Uh, and th- I, I have to laugh because in, in some ways, it would be just because Michael here is a, a prosecutor, we're really called to be witnesses. We're not called to be judges. We're not called to be prosecuting attorneys or defense attorneys. That's right. We're, That's we're right. really called to be witnesses to Jesus as God, uh, yeah. first and foremost, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. a lot of times we forget. <laughs> That's uh, and of course uh, the the idea and, and the author wrote about it we're John the Baptist was a lamp Jesus was the light we we are lamps we uh, we we project the light we but the but the light comes from god we contain it and and, and uh, illuminate we heard, around us through well, by I, by by channeling the spirits. So I, I We're lamp, lamps, not lights. In a way I thought
4: the so. lamp was a, a strange analogy. To me, it's more of, you know, in my head, it's a moon. We reflect mm-hmm. the oh, light mm-hmm. instead of being mm-hmm. self generating mm-hmm. of my own lamp. Yeah, but
3: it,
1: it's oil. Mm-hmm. That's where uh, the, that's coming from.
3: Is yeah, but it was
4: still is strange <laughs> yeah. to me.
1: No. <laughs> well, well, the lamp has, you have Jesus in you, and that, that's what mm-hmm. provides light that reflects from you. Um, on verse 12 he says uh, again John says to all who received Jesus or or the word which again we're going to come back and discuss that a little bit in a minute but to all who received him and who believed in his name he gave power to become children of God who were born and again not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man but they were born of God. And it's important that we understand, folks, if, if, if you've accepted Christ, which we hope you have, of course we always love to pray with you and give you the opportunity to, re- to receive Christ, but uh, the point is you have to confess Jesus with your mouth and with your words. Again, this plays into the words here. In the beginning was the Word, the Word of God, the Word was with God. Everything we're asked, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, everything we do and confess must be with our mouth Mm -hmm. and with our heart. We must convey it through our mouth, and words must reflect the intent of our hearts. It must come out. So if you're struggling with sin, and and you, you confess it to God, and you speak it because it's important that you hear what you say, and God hears what you say as well. So uh, words play a very, very important everything, every part of our life as well as this, this Gospel of John where he says that uh, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God, which is Jesus. But that, that confession that you're talking yes. about, that's,
2: that's another point that's coming out in these, these first 18 verses. That's yes. your, that is the entry.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That, that is where the truth and grace comes from. Uh, the Lord will bring that to you through your belief yes that's that's really what it comes down to not through any other means or any other ritual it's it's it, it's very easy it's it comes down to belief.
1: Yes you can't do it for me and I can't mm-hmm. do it for you Kim
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, we're gonna is any other thoughts on on over. this before well I, I think it. It's Jesus, God becoming flesh or man, and in, in mm-hmm. is his way of being able to speak to us mm-hmm. and come and meet us on a level that we, frankly, is the only way we could understand. Because we never could live up to the old law, mm-hmm. we never could do anything, and so him coming and speaking, and not only that, but but the and we've talked a lot about this over the past year and a half, the counterculturalness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And how he pretty much took the standard religious stuff of the day and turned it on his head. And in reality, if you read a lot of this stuff here, he'll turn our religious stuff on our head, too. Yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. quite frankly, scare us yeah. as we go through it. So I think that, that's going to be a big piece of this as we keep moving forward through John. You're listening to the Man Up podcast.
2: We'll be back right after this. We're back uh, on the Man Up podcast. We're looking at the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. We're talking about uh, the Word made flesh. And I do want to talk a little bit about the way this is translated. The the In the beginning was the Word, the first line of the Gospel. In most Bible editions, Word is capitalized. Uh, it, throughout that paragraph, the word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh. That comes from the Greek uh, word, the Greek word logos, which is not, you might say, a, a complete literal translation of the word word. We're going to get Abbot Costello like here in a minute, if this, but uh, we've got uh, logos. In, in the Greek reference, like it is today we get the, we get the term logo from it when, when a, a, a well-designed logo does more than just convey the brand of a company it, it will convey an idea. Uh, think of the Amazon logo the Amazon logo if you look at it closely, yes the arrow makes a little smile but is it an arrow and the arrow runs from underneath the A to the Z. Uh, look at the FedEx logo you'll see a arrow in it. Um, many like that. The Greek idea of Logos is, let me turn to my notes here, is, you might say, wisdom wrapped up in creation and order. Okay. It's, uh, it's chunky, but that's, that's, the, that's the connotation. It's more than just, you know, a word being a word. Oh, the word is kind of this cosmic idea or concept of maybe even a personification of wisdom, uh, but certainly everything, you know, orderly coming around it. Uh, So what John is trying to communicate, certainly to a Greek reader, and uh, there's also connotations in Hebrew, as he's trying to really communicate this idea of God um, transcending everything, yet embodying all order and all wisdom. And through this passage essentially says this is who God is and this is what incarnated, this was Jesus in the incarnation, this this massive thing that's almost difficult to comprehend. And, and really, if you begin to think about it, God is. Uh, the point John is making is that this logos has made it, by becoming human, has made it comprehensible for us. By stepping into our dimension, into our reality, he has he has projected himself as what he would be like. I mean, and what he was like, or is like, as a human being. This you look upon, you look upon Jesus. You look upon God. In and, and of course, we can get all sort of cosmological so here. We can get we <laughs> Jesus is really a. a like, this is a mortal projection of an yeah, immortal entity, yeah. entity a, a, a physical time and space projection of some some of, of an entity that exists well, outside well, time and space. So let's let's not get too crazy there. Let's go back. But I want to go back well, to the idea. Uh, of what I want to go?
3: I, I looked up real quick, and I'm sitting here flipping through translations. Remember, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Bible Gateway mm-hmm. app. You can get it on our you can get it from our website at manupspiritualoasis.com. It's my favorite one. Kyle uses the Bible, I believe. Message. Okay.
4: Yeah. message. But, well, no, the but the Bible app.
3: Yeah. Oh, the Bible. And then I, use, uh, I, the I, I
4: read the message yes. version okay. of the Bible yeah. off. Okay. I,
3: I actually grabbed a different, para- different mm-hmm. translation than the message, okay. and I used one called the voice. Mm-hmm. And the voice's translator makes an argument for using voice instead of word because most of us think of word as a single unit versus mm-hmm. voice being dynamic. Mm-hmm. But this is 1 through 5 in the voice, and I think it goes to what you were just talking about. That's why I read it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Before time itself was measured, and this is John 1, 1 through 5 in the voice translation. Before time itself was measured, the voice was speaking. The voice was and is God. This celestial word remained ever present with the Creator. His speech shaped the entire cosmos. Immersed in the practice of creating all things that exist were birthed in him. His breath filled all things with the living, breathing light. A light that thrives in the depths of the darkness, blazes through murky bottoms. It cannot and will not be quenched. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that just fits what Steve was talking about. So, yeah, I, I find, what I find interesting is, is, how much it talked about Jesus, A, being with God from the beginning and at the same time how how He birthed creation. And and that's something you don't get anywhere else in in Scripture is that because it is such a unique concept to, to John into how it works that Jesus was there really from the beginning in the sense that he was there in creation birth through it. well this this is because this is idea of you know the, the Trinity it's not
2: I mean you're not saying that it's it it's different than in, in terms of unique what what it does is the, the tendency is to look at it is there was God in the Old Testament right there was God who created the universe and around uh, f- 4 BC Jesus appeared and and that was that was Jesus coming into existence then mm-hmm. it's John's argument and theologically that no that was that was just Jesus entering the world that but still you've got this and and this is this is where things get tricky and probably you know takes take you back into into you know seminary theology 300 400 level uh, what is this idea of God the Father and God the Son? And, and you know, you, can, you you kind of split the, split the two off. You have God as the grand old man and Jesus as, you know, the classic picture of Jesus, the guy you with know, the long hair and the beard. And that's how you relate to them. But it's not like
3: that, is it? I, I kind of like the movie, what was it, The Shack? We watched yeah. it here as, as men up and mm-hmm. it had God being played by as a woman. And Jesus mm-hmm. was kind of this young millennial hipster guy, <laughs> yeah. and the Holy Spirit was this well, uh, hippie woman almost, well, you yeah. know. And and I liked it because it did turn mm-hmm. that whole theory on its mm-hmm. head, you know. But yeah, it, it it it's it's one one God with three expressions, and it's something that we. We can't wrap our head around it, no matter how hard we try.
1: I'm wondering now. This this may be wrong. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking myself. Okay, in the beginning of Mike's life was Mike. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and inside of Mike was a prosecutor, but he didn't come out till 37 years later. I'm wondering, is that too simplistic an illustration? No, I think that's pretty. That's pretty good. The the
3: because you're right. When we find our calling. You found Jerusalem at 37. Yeah. yeah. I started training in 02, so I guess I was I guess I was 37 too, actually. Yeah. You know, when you find your true calling, the yeah. thing you enjoy doing the most, that comes out at that point. So maybe that is It's a, always inside you. Yeah. Maybe that is a good analogy because he know. was he, at least on a simplistic level that everyone can understand <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you know it, it the Bible makes it very plain He very plain that he was there in the beginning that creation birthed through his words and that he was God and that God literally became one of us and I think that, that to me is always the and we called, called him Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and we called him We call would, God uh, Jesus actually, when came called God actually his mother called him Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the angel told him Jesus. To. That's right. That's right. And, <laughs> and him. you're gonna call his name and, and his technical <laughs> name is Yeshua Bar Joseph. Bar Joseph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> A name for Joshua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, J- right. Jesus, son of Joseph, mm-hmm. would be our how we mm-hmm. would refer to him. Yes. Or how he would be and mm-hmm. been referred to in English at that time. So in and yeah, you know, it it it, it's a different concept. Yes,
1: it is. It really
3: is. The, the Scripture also
2: separates the law, you know, the, the, and which, which speaks to, speaks to uh, Jews who may have been reading this at the time. Uh, in verse yes, 17, John clearly says, "Yes, the law indeed was given through Moses." He says oh, yeah. the law did come from God, and it may have been small w word, uh, the we, we call the Word of God. Sometimes call even the Bible the Word of God, but yeah. we, 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 it's the lowercase w. It's not the Word, as 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 mentioned here. So, but it's separated. The law comes through Moses. The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So this there was this completion, the fulfillment. Uh, the, the, word,
3: the word as law was not complete. Well, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting before that, he says, from his fullness, meaning Jesus, mm-hmm. we have all received grace upon grace. Which I, you know, that's just, it's a double-double. Mm-hmm. You know, it, <laughs> it, it it's, just keeps in, coming. In basketball teams, yeah. yeah. In, it's grace <laughs> with more grace added mm-hmm. to it to show you how much Jesus defeated the law because you know, think about you know a time you've been mad at somebody and how you forgave them but you still kind of yoke okay, at whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting you, you brought that up Steve and, and Robert you say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, regarding the Torah the Torah is the first five books of the mm-hmm. Old Testament right? Mm-hmm. as I we guess. know it. Mm-hmm. And, and according to our author of this particular lesson uh, folks once again now Uh, Connect 360. Uh, Jewish teachers believed God Himself kept the Torah and said that the Torah sustained the world. And Jewish literature often described... By the way, I'm reading the box Mm -hmm. on on, on 22. Uh, Jewish literature often described the Torah as a person. And John drew on all this background to portray Jesus as the embodiment of the Torah Because of the Jewish, his Jewish background and all the Jewish uh, (coughs) leaders and teachers. And then the comment I made if you go, if if you had the book with us, folks, on page 23, in the last line of our second paragraph, though, uh, the Jews believed that the Torah was actually the Word or the essence of God itself. Uh, They didn't, that's why they rejected, I guess, Jesus as the incarnate Word of God because they believe the torah itself mm-hmm. was was actually the presence of god but
2: now, now to me now to me now the, the, the author seems to disc- just well at least seems to not fully agree with it i think john separates the two yes um, i think he and, and i think it's, it's borne out also in paul that the law the law was there and it did it did come from god but it was not as again, Jesus was there for truth and grace. Jesus was there ultimately to, to to basically cover the the gap because no one could no one could follow the law. No one no one could be perfect. Or and uh, however, that's where the truth and grace comes from. And and the law again, it's it's only because it's because it's of this world. It's limited. It's it's limited to human expression. As as a as, as written down, it could not possibly. Good it doesn't possibly cover every no, every right. situation. And they were arguing about possible. this in Jesus time. They still argue about it today in in both yes. both both Christian and Jewish circles. What what does this law? What does this mean? Uh, it doesn't. But that's why we have the grace and truth and the grace upon grace. Yes. That's, that's, that's as you brought that's
3: up. Well, I, I, and so I'm I'm kind of curious, and I, I guess I want to. What's the lesson for men? Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, what's what's the lesson for men? I mean, this is. I mean, don't get, get don't get me wrong. This is a great theological discussion. Yes, but I, I guess mm-hmm. I I always do like bringing it back. Yes, because we are we yeah. are we are the no church <laughs> answers <laughs> guy. And so, and what sure. what is the lesson for men here, you guys? What do you guys think the lesson for men is?
1: Well, we we first of all. Do the simplistic answer would be that we are the leaders of our house. Yeah. And if we, we are directed, to lead our household first to Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then people around us and everything, Bill likes to use the stone in the pond, mm-hmm. you know, to use it. Um, the ripple effect. Yeah. Very simple yeah, the effect. concept would be we are, we are to be the first to, to lead anyone and we're responsible for mm-hmm. the people around us. Guess maybe see, that's overly simple. But. Well, no, I, I think
3: that's a
4: good one. <laughs> I, I think that's what guys like overly simple. Yeah, I mean, it's, don't complicate it up, don't muck it up. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, truly
3: see, see, and I think part of it is too is that, and this comes back to my, my love for this passage. That I think as men, the first thing we have to lock on to is know what we believe, and when we believe something and move forward. It gives us a ground to move on. And I I think the the foundation of the Christian faith is John 1.4. The Word became flesh and dwelt... Or 1.14. The Word became flesh and lived among us. Uh Because without that, without that Mm -hmm. particular piece... Nothing else matters. <laughs> you well, what, know, why don't you, Christ.
1: Why don't you tell us John three sixteen while you're at yeah, it? Yeah, John three sixteen. Yes,
3: who, for who, whosoever loved, whosoever yeah, God so loved. Okay, God so loved the world that He give, gave His only begotten Son. That yeah. whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we'll talk about that passage. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's and, but it's we're, it's we're, teased, we're teased we're here. Certain, sort of teased. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, most uh, definitely. But I think yeah, that, that is. You know, one of those as we look at it, that passage, either next week or week after next. I can't I'm
4: podcast ninety four right. will be podcast
3: ninety four. Yeah, I, I actually just actually just numbered mine out because I was trying to get to something. Um, oh, I'm just sorry. Did the same I, thing. I, I,
1: <laughs> I thought you were to stop
3: and pull. yeah. Um, <laughs> like, no, go, no ahead. go ahead. No, that's it. No, that was it. Yeah, because um, we're we are as our listeners. May have heard earlier, we are recording podcast ninety-two tonight, so we are on our countdown to our one hundredth podcast. We've been doing this almost two, two years. years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sometime I'd, I'd have to go look and see the exact date. We missed,
2: so it might. Be. We, yeah,
3: we did the first. Yeah, yeah it was
2: around Easter time. Yeah, a little
3: after Easter that mm-hmm. we did it, and yeah. we're going to be hitting one hundred right around Easter again. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if we're going to do <coughs> the lessons here, if we're going to do a special, but.
2: But well, uh, well we we are, wonder, certainly, we certainly. If out, you're, so. we're,
3: we're, we're, we're,
2: we're working that out. So, if you're online with us, uh, certainly pop something in. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we're going to be putting together that program soon. So, my uh, little advance, advance. There, our, uh, our, 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 website is www.manup.com SpiritualOasis.com. You can uh, find us on Facebook. You can drop us a note there at ManUpSpiritualOasis. Uh, you also uh, can tweet to us on Twitter and follow us on Twitter. And uh, uh, let me go. I mean, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up. So, so let me go back and, and, and keep up this theme of, you know, what does this mean for us? I mentioned the idea that we're really, uh, our job is witnesses uh, more than anything else. Uh, that's part of it but uh, you know being able to uh, you know to really know where your faith is this is where it starts uh, this idea of we believe in a God that uh, became human and and in that all that mystery and wonder uh, and uh, if you want to look at God if you want to see the face of God or or, or literally figuratively in this case if you want to understand God look to the gospels look to Jesus cuz mm-hmm. this was this was God this if if God were you, know, you can you can take it as a conditional even if you're not a believer believer it, if God were human by our faith this is what he would be like yes. uh, we believe he's the guy um and uh, but and, and but if if you start there, if you start there, what is God all about? What do I think God is all about? And you you turn to the Bible and you see the way Jesus is, it it you you it builds an image. Now this is this is this is a God of not of the wealthy and powerful, the God God of the 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 dispossessed, the alienated, the the yeah, rejected, the, the poor, the meek, the. The, the lepers, the, the ill, the, the rejected. And, and uh, he goes around saying, you know, these guys are, you know, these are the, these are the people who, who have God's favor right now. And um, that is one thing to remember as men that, that we are, this is God in the Gospels. So, you know, this is what you have to kind of get right with. For all the talk we do about wanting to be religious, you've got to ask yourself, would I be able to? You can either use one example where drop my fishing nets and follow him, or take up my cross. This is what it's all about. And and uh, you know we, we get back to you said it's, yeah it's it's simple on one on on one respect, but also it can be pretty hard
3: from another perspective.
4: Well, it's a simple concept, but mm-hmm, a hard reality. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the that's a great way
4: to
1: put it. Mm-hmm. Well, a comment. How do we relate this to men? Uh, another comment. Just thought of this. Uh, the author mentions this too. You have made clear, Steve. If you want to know what God is like, we look at Jesus. If you know, what, if you want to know what Jesus is like, mm-hmm. you should look at men, right? And uh, or women, for that matter. We're supposed to reflect His compassion, His love his mercy, uh, unending supply of grace. We are supposed to reflect that. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to be able to look at a Christian and see Jesus and know what he's mm-hmm. like, you know. And that's a tough assignment. That's <laughs> a tough, <laughs> that is very hard to, <laughs> hard to swallow. Uh,
3: final thoughts, gentlemen. We, I, I'm just excited about John. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we, we've done a couple of book studies. We did mm-hmm. Second Samuel, uh, we did Revelation. Mm -hmm. um, We did Genesis.
1: Genesis is a lot of fun. Yeah,
3: Genesis. I think this is just going to be twice as much fun, in particular because it's going to really bounce around between a lot of theological discussion like Mm -hmm. this one, and I think there's going to be just a ton of practical discussion. Mm -hmm. You know, as as Kyle said, is you know following Jesus it's a simple concept but it's a hard reality and i think that's going to be a rubber meets the road so we're going to have a we're going to get to have a lot of practical discussion as we move
0: through this i think
1: you yeah, uh, picturing the word as 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 the absolute reflection of god or or the or the, the image of god whatever it is is very difficult to to comprehend and in fact uh I think we'll continue comprehending it towards totally <laughs> <through> the Lord. <laughs> I think we'll continue learning about it. I don't, I don't think we can necessarily swallow the whole concept except a little bit at a time. At least I can speak for myself that way. I learn a little bit at a time. <clears throat> I it, look forward to it also, Robert, to studying John.
4: You know, I know I've been a little quiet tonight, but uh, you know, you hear a, what is it, when somebody asks, you know, where do I start? Where do I, you know, I want to read the Bible. What do they tell you to start, John? Read John. Yeah, right. So it, it's been really interesting for myself to be able to sit back a little bit, a little quiet, and just kind of listen to the, you know, theologians in the room, you know, go at it in a, in a good discussion. And I hope uh, the people out there listening have been able to do the same. We
2: are at Man Up uh, believe that. Bible literacy is very important. We like we like doing it, and it's fun. Uh, certainly, we urge you to uh, uh, get a handle, read, <laughs> read the uh, the bestseller that no one reads. And to quote, to kind of paraphrase Jeremiah Johnson, but uh, it's very important. All kidding aside, it's very important to understanding your faith, to speaking about your faith, to know uh, what Scripture says. Uh, and, uh, and indeed the power it has and the lessons it has. Uh, certainly, we like talking about it here. Uh, we've done it uh, 91 weeks in the past, and it's all there on SoundCloud. Uh, please keep up with us each week. Again, subscribe, uh, drop a comment. We'd be happy to, to answer a question or a comment. Uh, until next week, uh, on behalf of Robert Koshu, Mike Cropper, Kyle Trahan, this is Steve Titch, uh, and this has been
1: Man Up. And the delightful Bill Cox. (laughs) (laughs) Prodigal
0: son. You've been listening to Man Up. you want and I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men.
4: If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place.
0: You can contact us on Facebook under man-up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.